Hello, fellow health and safety professionals. We are coming to you live from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Fonz, Laverne and Shirley, and of course, beer. How could it get any better than that? This is Ted Speaks Live. Our podcast will focus on keeping people safe, families together, and growing your career in short eight to 10 minute weekly segments. Your host is Ted Carew, the positive safety coach. Ted has over 25 years of health and safety experience in both manufacturing and construction. He started his career in the field and worked his way up to safety director. Ted also coaches football and knows how important it is to communicate expectations and work together both at work and at play. With this as Ted's background, he is excited to share some of his experiences with you and to improve your career and your company. Today, we have the privilege of speaking with Russ Timmers, who is the Vice President of Sargent Electric. Russ has led electrical service teams, providing electrical management and construction services in power generation, oil and gas, food and beverage, and manufacturing clients. At Sargent Electric, he is dedicated to safety, client service, and ingenuity. As a leading national electrical contractor, Sargent Electric provides their clients an integrated team to accommodate all electrical needs from high-voltage transmission to low-voltage voice and data systems, safely delivering faster, better, and smarter projects. Please welcome Russ Timmers to our podcast. So as far as safety in the last 30 years, what kind of advancements have you seen throughout your career, such as a NFPA 70 E requirements or personal protective or anything like that, fall protection even. What kind of changes have you seen and have they made the companies safer and then also the efficiency of the companies? Well, there certainly has been a revolution in the construction industry. Mm -hmm. We went from the only person you saw on a construction site remotely related to safety was an OSHA inspector. Mm -hmm. And we all know that was never a good sign. (laughs) That was time to lock up the gang boxes and head home, right? Right. So almost all contractors now having at least one full-time, if not multiple, safety professionals. Mm -hmm. I remember the days when hard hats, safety glasses, and safety shoes were optional and rarely required, and now it's pretty much mandatory. Yeah, I can't think of a place that doesn't require that. Right. We have also seen equipment and task-specific training become prevalent, Mm -hmm. like forklift and aerial lift training ladder and fall protection training, confined space training, and more near and dear to my heart, the lotto and now the NFPA 70E art class training. Mm -hmm. We went from a time where you learned on the job what to touch and not touch in electrical equipment to not performing energized electrical work unless absolutely necessary. And when I was an apprentice, I received a lot of training in the classroom by journeymen and by journeymen and what to look for and how to work on live equipment and circuits. And unfortunately, the industry started getting to be more competitive in the fact that many states didn't require licensing. Okay. Much of this training was not being provided anymore. So it wasn't a uniform like it is today. Right, exactly. And as a result, electrocutions and arc flash incidents increased. Insurance claims went up. And this sparked a response from industry and government agencies to develop guidelines for energized electrical work. Mm-hmm. Now we have the NFPA 70E standard, which pretty much outlines when and how this work can be performed safely. Great. How does Sergeant Electric view safety? Well, at Sergeant Electric, we pride safety. We promote it as a work culture on the job, in the office, and at home. 
sergeant has nine safety professionals. We perform daily JSAs and weekly safety toolbox talks on our project. Mm -hmm. We distribute site observation tickets to the field employees so we can encourage and get their feedback on what they see out on the job sites. And we require all our employees to receive safety training, even if they had received it from previous employers. So you're making sure that they're going to follow your way versus unknown, the other employer. Correct. Correct. If, if they receive training before, we don't know if it meets our standards right. or if it's updated or not. That's so important to have that, to make sure people are working safe. But for both the yep. company-wise and for your clients, why is safety so important? I guess mainly on your clients. How do they view safety? And is that a question when you're going to negotiate a contract or something with a client? Does that get brought up or is that anywhere in the area? Oh, yeah. Yep. First of all, we care for our employees. We tend to look at them like family and we want them to go home to their families at the end of the day. And we expect our clients feel the same way about their employees. Back in the day, they weren't necessarily as safety conscious as we were. And now they pretty much are meeting the same standards as construction. And as you know, almost always, we're required to provide our safety statistics to our, our customers. Yep. And as you know, if your EMR or DART rates don't reflect your safe employer, you don't get to do work at their facilities. Yep. So we want to be known as a safe partner to our clients, that's for sure. Yeah, that has really changed the industry, I think, a lot. I think you said it very well by saying, first, it's the employee, right? That's what we worry about. But we also have to worry about the company. I mean, we have to be honest, and making sure that right. they can keep on continuing. With all your time in the field and as VP, I'm sure you've had a lot of plenty of good stories. Being the positive <laughs> safety coach, okay? <laughs> I'm always looking for a funny story or characters, perhaps in your career, that you can think of that uh, you could like to share with us or a funny story. Yeah, well, I've got one, and it's about me personally. That guy is quite the character then. We know that for yeah. sure. <laughs> so I was working alone down at one of the you know, local paper mills and had gone up a ladder and removed the sheet metal cover off of the junction box. Mm -hmm. And I set the cover on the top of the ladder and realized I had forgotten one of the tools I needed. So I went down the ladder, grabbed the tool, and as I grabbed the ladder, that cover came down and hit my thumb and sliced it open. Oh. And I'm like, oh boy, you dummy. But fortunately, I was right outside the nurse's office at the paper mill. Okay. So I walked in and she says, oh boy, that looks like a nasty gas. Why don't you come over here by the sink and run it under cold water while I get a bandage? Mm -hmm. Well, before you know it, I'm opening my eyes and I'm looking up at the ceiling and this nurse and she's staring out at me. And she says, wow, you fainted. She says, I had a heck of a job getting you up on this cot. <laughs> oh, wow. And so we chatted for a few minutes. <laughs> so I sat up and she says, do you need a shot? And I'm like, no, I think my tetanus is up to date. I think I'm okay on that. And she's uh -huh. like, no, do you need a shot? And I'm like, what? She opened up the cupboard and there was a bottle of brandy and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> and I said, one of each, please. <laughs> now that's customer service. Yeah. So I threw those back and off to work I went. Wow. So that's uh, just a testament of the change of times, right? Oh, yeah. That is quite the story. Did you learn anything from the incident overall as far as the actual injury moving forward once you went back to work? 
Yeah, don't leave anything on the top of the ladder. (laughs) (laughs) But did it make you more safety conscious overall, you know, kind of on other things that you were doing too then? Absolutely, absolutely. We talk about uh, drop objects all the time now Mm -hmm. and having to go sometimes to tethered tools and or putting uh, netting around uh, scissors lifts and stuff in the event that uh, something would slip off or fall that, uh, you know, we're always looking out for the safety of the people underneath us or barricading off the areas if you're working overhead. Yeah. So dropped objects is becoming a more bigger and bigger issue on job sites, and uh, we need to pay attention to that. You're right, Russ. That really brings up a good point. I mean, if you drop something, a lot of people just look at the fall area. Well, it could hit something on the way home. If, if it hits a scaffolding, it could be now go way out of that area. Absolutely. If you're using a tether, you're t- tethering it. Maybe it's very heavy, and it might actually pull you and do more damage. So. Yeah, there's a lot of things to look at when we're talking falling objects. Mm-hmm. So safety has changed over the years, kind of that you've shared with us. Is there anything that you would like to tell maybe a new apprentice, maybe where you were when you began your career as a, an electrician, other than stay away from the safety people, of course? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ted, a couple of key things. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Keep your eyes and ears open at all times. There's no room for mediocrity on construction projects because there's a lot going on. And second of all, if you're unsure of something, ask. The only asked question is the stupid one, right? Right. I think you bring up a good point because that's tough for people to do, right? Is asking because they feel that it's not quite what they should do. Uh, They're embarrassed to it. But you bring up a good point. You know, the communication, being able to ask questions is very important and can make a difference between getting hurt and not getting hurt. Yep, absolutely. Well, Russ, I want to thank you for joining us today and uh, sharing your story. It was tremendous. But you know what time it is. It's time to talk about the positive outlook of things. As you know, I'm the positive safety coach guy. And what I like to talk about here is share some humor. So I have some jokes for you. I want to make sure you're ready for them. (laughs) Okay. I'll take that as a yes. (laughs) Okay. What is an electrician's favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, boy. It's a tough one. Something with sprinkles on it. Chocolate. Chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Why did Mr. Ohm marry Mrs. Ohm? Because opposites attract. Because he couldn't resist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. These are good ones, aren't they? (laughs) All right. Why did the lights go out? Somebody turned off the switch. Because they liked each other. <laughs> hey, these are the best ones I could find for electricians, you know. All right. This is my last one. This is the grand finale jokes here, okay? Okay. How many electricians does it take to screw in a light bulb? Three. One to screw it in and two to hold the ladder. One. Just hold the bulb up and the whole world revolves around them. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, thank you very much, Russ. And if somebody wanted to contact you that's listening to this podcast, maybe ask you further questions, is there a number or a email that they get a hold of you with? Sure, they can email me at rtimmers, R-T-I-M-M-E-R-S, at sergeantelectric.com. S-A-R-G-E-N-T, electric.com. Super. Well, thank you, Russ. And thank you for everything that you've done. No problem, Ted. Have a great day. Yeah, you have a safe day, Russ. Bye. See ya. 
Thanks for listening to Ted Speaks Live with Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out through email at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com if you'd like to know more about our podcast or if you're interested in being a guest. Feel free to check us out at healthandsafetynow.com. Rate and review on your favorite podcast app. Join us next week for our next episode. Have a super safe week.